Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to positively impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media, and I'm grateful you're here. Hello, everyone. So I am super excited here at Mamba Media. We have Chris Ward is the leading authority in building your business and by building your team. Chris is the founder of Win the Hour, Win the Day philosophy, and she helps entrepreneurs easily double their income and triple their time off, which is a win in my books. Now, after the loss of her husband, Chris returned full-time to her work as a marketing strategist. She was thrilled to see that her business had not only survived, but her absence was also allowing her to thrive. And now Chris has completely changed the landscape for entrepreneurs by changing and sharing the successful practices that allowed her absence. Now, Chris has been interviewed by one of the original sharks from the Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington, oh my goodness, he's one of my faves, and ABC's The Secret Millionaire. Now, James Malinchuk, I hope I said his name right. Now, she has been featured on award-winning podcasts, radios, and TV shows throughout North America. So I wanna say a special thank you for joining us here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I, I, this is a real treat for me. Honestly, I love getting to connect with other people who have a message that will make a difference and allow people to work smarter, not harder. Like that's, that's really what I gathered from just connecting with you and seeing you show up and just, you know, bringing in that game. So I would love to hear from you a little bit of your backstory for people who are brand new to getting to know Chris. What does your history look like in the life of an entrepreneur? Well, I was like everyone else. Uh, I started off grinding it out like a crazy person. And I would call myself the first couple of years, hysterical Chris, because you were just running around. As my husband used to say, I was always stealing from sleep. Um, so I realized not too far in, although it seemed like a really long time, those first couple of years, you go a few years without sleep. It seems like a really long time. And I made some changes and luckily I did. I, I had this fever of becoming obsessed with figuring out how can I do this better? Cause it was just not sustainable. And I didn't, I was finding based on the feedback I was getting that I was losing some of my charm because I was so tired all the time. So I made those changes and luckily I did because it was not but a number of years later and my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. And so then I was pulled away from the business because it happened so quick and fast. There's chemo, there's treatments, there's all these things. And aside from that, there, there was a passion that we had 
for um, creating a life that had, you know, I took them on surprise trips and I did things like this, you know, and that took some timing and planning. So, because what we agreed upon during that journey was we said, if the doctors are wrong, then we sat around for two years holding hands, crying. If the doctors are right, we sat around the last two years holding hands and crying. So we had a, a passion for, you know, creating memories every day and, and living a certain quality of life. And he did um, pass away. And then I had returned to my business and my clients, my marketing clients had no idea of what was going on. It was completely, um, you know, kept quiet. It was private. I, it was not something I felt was good for business. It wasn't something I wanted to talk about. I, we were very positive and lived in the moment. So when I returned afterwards, my client said really nicely to me under the capacity of you know, t team building and stuff. Like, how did you do that? How did you possibly, we had no idea. How did you manage that? And I had a renewed commitment for the fragility of life. And I believe that business should be fun. And I believe your business should support your life and not consume it. And there are interruptions of any capacity. You know, people would say things to me. I'd say, look, this is just my something right now. Everybody has interruptions and your business should be there to support that. Because as you can imagine, returning afterwards, you know, let's take all the emotion out of this. Had I not had a company to return to, that would not have been the time for me to go out to interviews and try to put my resume together, craft a resume and try to be entertaining and charming and learn a new job. Like that would not have been, you would have saw me on the news having a breakdown, right? So, so that's really when I started working with these existing clients and we started putting things in place so that they could take real vacations. They stopped doing things they hated. They had all this misguided information about building a team costs so much money and it's so much work. We started getting them instant relief and, and most said that we got them back 25 hours within the first, you know, 25 hours a week within the first month. So that's really how it all unfolded. And I am just on a mission to create a movement that this whole idea of grinding it out is old school and all these things you think about having a team when you get to a certain plateau, you're not ever going to get to that plateau if you don't have a team. That's just not how it goes. And, and your obstacles about building a team are, are from your mindset of an employee working in a corporate situation. So that's the gist of it. And that's how it really started. Um, wow. First of all, because <laughs> there's so many nuggets that I took in that. So Chris, I just want to personally say like, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for showing up and sharing your story because so many of my listeners, they've had experiences themselves where maybe they allowed that to become the block where they just stopped and they got into like that fight, flight, freeze, and then they just didn't do anything. Or as you were talking about looking at the generational beliefs of what we're taught in school to kind of go through the system mm -hmm. and work in other people's mindsets, that is not an entrepreneur mindset. You were already yeah. an entrepreneur, which luckily kept you in, in your version of a grind, which... I'm with you. Let's keep it simple. I have like this kiss initiative. I worked in an oil field company and this kiss initiative everywhere. Keep it simple. And then they use their business name, but I'm like, keep it simple, stupid. Like just yeah, yeah, find yeah. the laziest person and then figure out how they're going to make the job quicker because they're going to figure it out. And then utilize that loophole. Like I love your mission in that because we do tend to get stuck. Now, so many times too, hearing everything that you just said, you're right. Like there's a lot of emotion that you can dissect out of it. And it sounds like you've worked through a lot of that and been able to really compile a business based around your personality, which I enjoy by the way. So cheers. But Thank I you. love that you've been able to utilize that and acknowledge that people do have this like mindset. You know, when people say like, 
I'll have kids when it's the right time, but there is no yes, right time. Yes, 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 yes. It yes, sounds yes. just like that. So that plateau yeah. mindset and everything, I have to agree with you. Like I had that same mindset when I was hiring and looking at like when was the next time to scale and get more employees and stuff like that. So I would love to hear from you on what your tips would be on when you feel it's time to hire out or when it's time to start to outsource. Well, the time is really honestly the very first day you think you want to start a business and then the next best time is today, right? So here's what happens. People think like, oh, oh my gosh, like, first of all, they often fall into the false sense of, well, once I get past this next thing, or once I get a little bit more money, or once I get caught up or whatever, and that things will be different. And, you know, I did that in the first couple of years too. And all of a sudden I heard myself say once too many times, like, okay, didn't I say that this time last year, once we get through the holidays, right? right? And it was all this foolishness. And so what happens is that you have this moving target and you keep thinking it's external things. So and, and you do get caught up in the, I'm so busy. I don't have time to train somebody. I can't afford somebody. So let me tell you about the first outsourcer I hired, right? And, and this is so important and timely to me because we're right now launching in the next few weeks, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. And it's just like going to be so chock full because I really, again, want people to understand how simple this is. So for me, about eight, nine years ago, uh, I was still doing a lot of in, you know, going to meetings. You would go to somebody's office. The world was less virtual back then. It seems like only eight years ago, but it was crazy different. So I would go into meetings as a marketing strategist and I would make all these notes and different packages. And I would promise myself hand to God that when I got back to the office, I would put the notes in the client's files and I'd have it all there. And of course I'd get busy and get distracted. And here I was every Friday afternoon now trying to put these things together and get them in the client's files. Now, what would happen is a couple of things. First of all, it was stressful. And then I'd be looking at notes that were supposed to be meant for 20 minutes. And now they're four or five days later and sometimes the next week. And, you know, I'd be trying to figure out these details. And if the, when the client called, sometimes if I was guessing on something and I got it wrong, I would look like I was trying to swindle them when in fact I just had bad notes. They were supposed to be temporary, you know? And so finally, after this stress of, you know, going on for, I don't know, maybe a couple of months, I thought there's got to be another way. So my first outsourcer, and this was really cutting edge back then. I was, you know, I was alone in this pursuit. There was, I mean, I wasn't alone alone. There, it just wasn't mainstream. And so I found a, uh, an outsourcer that did transcriptions. Now, God help this woman. This is all she wanted to do. She had like 10 clients. This is all she wanted to do. So she was really fast. So I would come out of the meeting, sit in my car. I would talk into my phone with clarity, with detail. And it would take me like 30 seconds. And she would put those notes right into the computer. And there I was. Now, some weeks I didn't need her at all. Some weeks I needed her an hour or so because she was so fast. So I spent about $12 and I got all of Friday, noon, Friday afternoon back. I got rid of stress and guilt, could stop beating myself up. And then when clients called, I had clear, concise information, no guessing. They weren't you know, sensing any energy with me being hesitant. And it just changed my life. So when people think, Hey, I can't afford a team. I'm like, listen, I swear to you, if you've got a coffee in your hand, you can. And I would say next to that is if you think you can't afford a team, then you really need to start a team. That's it. I 100% love everything you just said because it's so true. And like I have OCD, so that perfectionism button where I'm always like, oh, well, nobody's going to get it the way I do it. And those kind of mindsets have been my limiting beliefs. So for those of you listening, that's a belief that doesn't need to belong to you if you don't want it to. 
And so what would you say to those which I'm putting my hand up, I've worked through it, I'm good now, and I just go through and will quickly do my edits. But for those who feel like nobody else will get it as good as I get it or can understand it, I know in the ideas of outsourcing, there's opportunities. There's opportunities to simplify and create like programs for it. And I know your book is going to lead into that. So I just love to kind of hear your insights. Yeah. So in one way, here's a ridiculous thing I'm going to say to you. I almost don't understand that because here's what I will tell you. Whatever your zone of genius is, whatever you're good at, what happens is there's all these things that pull you away from that. The, the stuff that makes you money, the stuff that people really know you for, there's always pre and post work for that. So this idea of, oh no, nobody would do as well as me. I challenge you. I will tell you that most people will do all that pre and post work better than you. And what happens is people don't, they often forget to associate talent comes with technology. So for example, uh, my editor for my podcast, Win the Hour, Win the Day, she had come to me a couple weeks ago and she just does all the audio and the videos for everything we do. And she said, look, there's this program, Descript. And she said, here, you just right click. And if somebody says, I'm in the interview, it says, do you want to remove all ums? I'm like, that's amazing. Okay, let's go with that. But because that's her zone of genius and she's in that world and she's rubbing elbows with all those people, she's coming back with information that even speeds up her job. And so that's what happens. So people keep saying to me, well, you don't understand. I worry that I'm the only one that can do it that well. And I'd say, I would say probably out of 10 things you do, eight of them were not your zone of genius and you're doing enough to get by. And frankly, you don't even know how poorly you're doing them. So that's the big thing. And even with like, we had one client and she was an interior designer and she said, Chris, you don't understand. I'm an interior designer. It's all me. It's these hands. There's no way around it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, all right, let's look at that. So then when we broke it down, we saw all the pre and post communication and the forms and all this other stuff. Suddenly we got her from a two hour appointment down to 45 minutes. And then she started having all this time to go do speaking gigs she was getting paid for and to start, oh, she local TV. She started really amping up all these ambitions that she wanted to do because she had more time. So I almost want to say to you, I'm telling you, it's not that people will not do it as well as you. They will do it so much better. I'm not arguing. That took a lot yeah. of like clarification and self-work in order for me to remove that limiting belief. Yeah. But it was just that perfectionism OCD thing where I was like, but then I have to like go through and edit and then that takes time. But when you actually hire the right person for the right job, you're absolutely correct. And then even understanding like technology and the ways that we can amplify it as you were talking from like scheduling yeah. and having things being auto-populated, it's out there guys take our word for it, go and check it out. Check out the freebie that we're going to be giving from the wonderful Chris here as well. Cause she's got so many different wealths of knowledge in this and this is her creative zone of genius. So I will be sharing that in the, in the show notes as well for all of you guys. Now looking at now we know when to start to build a team, what is the biggest mistake that most people have when they're building their teams that you would you know want to speak on? That is an amazing question. And that's probably the number one question we get all the time at www.winthehourwintheday.com. People ask me that all the time. And what I would say to you is this, the number one myth is people will say, okay, Chris, I heard you. That made sense. I went off. I hired somebody. Didn't work out. I'm back to doing it myself. And what I want you to understand is all these things that keep telling you that are not your zone of genius as an entrepreneur. You just went off and did another thing that's not your zone of genius. <laughs> so that is like my accountant saying to me, you know what, Chris, next year you need a different tax strategy. And then I come back and I say, well, I tried one and it didn't work. Like what the heck do I know? Right? So what I want people to understand is having a hiring process, training process, all these things are super simple when and really, really provide instant relief and really minimal effort 
if you have a strategy place based on all the experience that we have, and this is why we're creating the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. There's things in there like the training toolkit, dream accelerator, you know, talent tracker, all kinds of amazing things. So one of my clients said to me, she said, Chris, you're like a dream catcher. She said, all of a sudden I can catch all the dreams and get these things out that I had burning inside me to execute, but I was caught up in the busyness of the work. So what I would tell you is running off to hire somebody and then coming back and saying, kids these days, the economy, nobody gets it like I do. That's just because you didn't have a strategy or process. And it's so easy to learn, but and that's what we're here for. But the trial and error, you can do it yourself, but you, there are going to be a lot of bumps over the next couple of years. So understanding that hiring, just because you're an entrepreneur, hiring and training and processes are not a natural extension of what you do. I have to agree. Like that is something that took a learning curve for me over the years. And it's, it's amazing. So for those people who are looking at maybe how to find the best outsourcing or policies and procedures on that, what would you recommend for them? Well, I'm going to be biased, please. I'm going to recommend the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs because I have put my heart and soul into this. And this is going to be so chock full. Like I told my team, I want us to feel like we're bleeding, that we're giving away so much. And those on the coming soon and the waiting list, they're going to get extra huge bonuses. And I do this because of like what you said about my story. I believe that business should be fun and it should not consume your life and that your family should not you know, uh, be making these huge sacrifices for years and years because they're supporting your dreams. So everything I'm putting into this based on all our experience and stuff, that's because I really do believe there's more to life than work and all that type of thing. So what I would tell you is, you know, there's different things that I can give you like ninja tricks. Like, so here's an example. When we're hiring somebody, um, and I get a lot of compliments on my team and so do all my clients. And I just did a, 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 a three, a, a coaching thing this morning with someone. We got a new team member for one of my clients. She, she just couldn't believe it. She said, oh my gosh, Chris, he was amazing. And we have a process for that. So, so let me walk you through, let's say five things we do really quickly with that process. First of all, I'll show you in my training uh, with the first job I put out there, I'm telling you, uh, there's just no way like the president, Barack Obama would not have been able to fulfill the job because I thought the more details I put in place, the more specific it would be and more effective. And that was just ridiculous, right? So I usually put up a general little blurb of what I'm looking for. And I'm really looking for some experience, but I'm always hiring personality over skill set. And there is a technique to that. And I can't get into it too deep onto the podcast, but there's visuals we show you in our training and how to do that. So that's step one. Then I often in that will say to them something random like, hey, in, in your reply, please post the word surprise or kitten or whatever. And that will tell me really quickly, did they read it and do they follow instructions well? So then if you get a whole bunch of replies, we just cut that down half or three quarters because a bunch of people forgot that word. So that tells you something about them. So now we're left with that. And we're to a point now where my assistant will narrow down all the jobs for me when we're looking for somebody and she'll give me the top five. So I, I, we have a process, so I don't even do the hiring anymore. So then when we do the interview, it's short, it's sweet. I will do, let's say, um, a Zoom call and I'll say, okay, here's my five candidates. And I'll say, okay, we're all, here's the link. We'll meet you at 10. They wait in the queue and then I do one at a time and I just say to them really quickly, I'm just looking to do a quick intro with you and we'll move you on to the next interview. So what happens is you're not stuck there interviewing somebody like you're stuck on a bad date going, oh, I think I have to be polite. Like I used to do like, oh, I have to at least spend 15 minutes with them. I can't be rude because I know 30 seconds in, like they just did not show up prepared. 
So, so that happens. I whip through a bunch of interviews and the ones I like, I move to the next one. And then I say, okay, here's your new link. We'll meet tomorrow. And if I'm going to hire them, I always give them a mini test, something really small. Like let's say they're a graphic designer. I might say, could you just make a simple banner for me for Facebook? Here's my pictures. Here's the copy, blah, blah, blah. I'm not looking for something free. I'm looking to the fact that I want to make sure they're going to be a good fit. I want to see how quickly they get back to me, how they communicate, what questions they ask. And they want that too, because their, you know, their testimonials, their rankings on whatever platform you're on really impact them. So they don't want you to hire them and then get rid of them next week. They do not want that. So they're happy to sign up and do a little mini test. They're totally fine for that. And then if I hire them, I always pay them for the test where most don't, I do. So those are just some things that I want to articulate to your audience that it's not rocket science, but there is a really effective process. Kind of like if you're making grandma or anybody's chocolate chip cookies, it's like, okay, uh, it can be a basic recipe, but if you change the order, you miss a step and you put the chocolate chips in after they come out of the oven, they're not going to be great cookies. They still have a little sugar in them, but that's what I want people to understand with the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. It's not about go off, learn all this tech stuff and SEO stuff. It's not labor intensive, but the simpler, the better. And you really just want to yield the rewards and get to the work that brings you in the revenue. That is so much, but so true. I, I've actually used that little key code where it's like, okay, say surprise or like a funny word in it to kind of do process of elimination. And I do use those mini tests, but the amount of knowledge that you just brain dumped on everybody here, maybe you guys might need to pause before you go back, take notes, but grab the freebies that she's offering. Cause like she has shared a wealth of stuff that she's charging for other people. So please go and check in the notes for all of that. I'm excited to share and review it myself. Now, I love that you've already gone through like, what is the biggest mistakes that a lot of entrepreneurs make when building their business and the myths in team building. I'd love to hear your insights on like what you would recommend for people that are really wanting to, you know, have a team acceleration within their business. Oh, I love that question. Okay. So to me, team means together, everyone amplifies money. That's a big thing. All right. So I'm all about that. And what most people are missing at entrepreneurs is they're missing what I call YME. You're, you need execution. Like you got ideas, you're smart. You're like, eh. and so when you start beating yourself up saying, I thought I'd be further along by now, all you're missing is execution. You need execution. Okay. So that is huge. And what happens is when you do get a good hire, too many people make the mistake of going, oh, okay, so I've got this assistant. She's so great. She's awesome. And then she's so good at this. You know what? I think I'll have her do my social media posts or I'll have her do some basic graphic. And all of a sudden, like you're really watering down this poor person because they did really well in this area. And so now you need somebody else for something else. Now, I'm not saying you need a team of 10 or 20. I mean, I've got a lot happening. We have the podcast. I've written a book. We've got this product coming out. I am still a marketing strategist and I have a team of three full-time people and then three part-time people, right? So and we got a lot happening. So what I would tell you, it can be a very small team. And the really great thing is you can have some people that, you know, may work every second or third week for three, four hours, but they know that you're going to go to them when you need graphics, right? So what happens is people, even with social media, the difference between somebody understanding the backdoor stuff and the mechanics and the messaging and, and the hashtags is totally different than the person doing the graphics, totally different. So people muddle them all together and they get caught up in, a, oh, I, but she's really nice and she did this well, so she must be able to do that well which is the same people will say to me and my clients, oh, I really, I really love your team. Is there any way I could borrow some of them? And that's like saying, well, 
you know what? You look like you have a really wonderful relationship with your sister. I'm not close to my sister. Could I borrow yours? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it's not transferable because it was created within those dynamics. So that's the biggest mistake people make is not understanding that again, even in the training and keeping people in their lane is how you keep them in that zone of excellence. hundred percent. Jack of all trades, master of none. That's yeah. so true. Now, looking at everything that you've been discussing, how much would you say it roughly costs? Because this is going to be a question I know people are going yeah. to for them to build a team. Yeah. So first of all, the really amazing part about that, and I love that question. We get that a lot when we're doing our coaching clients, like we coach in 90-day cycles. And that's one of the first questions when they come on to work with us is they ask me that. And what I would say to you is like, kind of don't even worry about it because it's going to pay for itself. So for example, my, my story in the beginning with $12, like, was I willing to give $12 to price correctly with a client that called me back two weeks later to have all Friday afternoon back and to get load of stress off me that I kept beating myself up? Absolutely. That paid for itself and then some, right? Like, oh my gosh. So that's the same thing is when I work with clients or when you're doing the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, we train you that this is the beauty of it. You hire so small. And again, when you're in an economic globe, you're dealing with different economic regions. So like in the Philippines, it's like, I forget, like 540 a day for minimum wage. So when you're paying them five bucks an hour, they're feeling quite pleased with life. And initially when I first started outsourcing years ago, I thought, oh my gosh, are we exploiting them? Are we doing this? And I remember dealing with one uh, lady who's, you know, in the States and she was, her family was from the Philippines. And she said like, how dare you decide what your economy is better than ours. Like she said, you people spend all this money on stuff that we would never, you know, that's just not our lifestyle. So you're, you know, for you to attach value to that income is also to attach value to the way we live. We don't want to live in a big house by ourselves. We'd rather have a small place with the family and all this stuff. So, you know, there was this myth in the beginning about, you know, are you exploiting people? But when you're paying somebody an hour, which is a really great deal for us, five, six, seven bucks an hour, that they would make in a day, listen, they're pretty loyal and they're awesome to work with. And that's just the Philippines. I work with people all around the globe, but you could, but again, you're looking at depending where you're hiring them from, it's very affordable. And the great part is if it doesn't pay for itself, then don't bring them back next week. Like you don't have to sign these papers. You don't have a process in HR. You don't have to get them a desk. I mean, that's another thing. When you hired old school, never mind the overhead and the desk and all this stuff, but that's what would happen is you'd say, well, I need a video editor for two hours a week, but who's going to come in for two hours a week? And then they have to be geographically close and then they have to be within your hours. And why are they available? Oh, well, she's, you know, she hasn't got a full-time job yet, so she'll dump you when she gets one. And then you're filling up the rest of, the, I have to hire them at least 10 hours. Who's going to come in for two? So now you're giving them eight hours of jobs that they're not good at, don't want to do. And that's how you get poor customer service. And that's where it all starts to deplete. But with outsourcing, you can say, look, like we have a, a photography editor. We don't do shoots very often with our marketing, but we do them maybe once every six months. So he knows we might not call him for like six months, but when we need a photo editor, he's our guy. And that's just that. So it really, truly, 100% pays for itself. 
I love everything you just said. And I have to agree. I've used people from all over the globe as well. And you'll find like the, the people that are niched into something that they're so passionate about, what takes me six hours takes them 30 minutes. Like I hired a person I'd struggled. I'm not even going to admit how long it was weeks. Like it's so bad. And I was like, okay, these are the 10 things that I need done on my website, on my landing page and in my email sequencing. And this person went in and it was 40 minutes later, all of it was done and it was beautiful and it worked. And I was just like, yeah, I really kicking myself right now for not calling you sooner. <laughs> like, I really wish I had had that two weeks back. So hear what Chris is saying, hear what she's saying, because you guys, time is the most valuable asset to me. Yes. Money is great, but time is my currency. And I a hundred percent agree with you. And maybe it's because you've gone through grief. I've gone through grief. So we appreciate how short life is, but it's important to be able to utilize these opportunities to grow and and really build the life that you want. So I'm really grateful that you're showing up and you're sharing this. Now, as you were talking, I've noticed you've talked about photographers, editors, you know, VAs to, you know, your, your podcast editor to even the designers and everything. What other outsourcing opportunities would you kind of like bring up? Because I feel like there's always somebody where they think of too much of a topic, but they actually forget that there's somebody out there that could really do that for them. Oh my gosh. You know what? Really, as far as the mind can imagine, you can do it. And that's the thing. Like when I wrote my book, I was, didn't even know. I'm like, okay, so there are p graphic designers for books. And then there's graphic designers for Kindle books because a book on a shelf that you're going to primarily sell in a store is different than on Kindle. There's different colors. There's different reasons for different graphics. So all of a sudden I was niching down really quickly going, huh? Like, and then I'm thinking, well, how do you find one of those? Well, guess what? It took me 15 minutes. And I was like, wow. And that leads into an even more important question is so many people think that you have to know how to do it to ask somebody else to do it or to, to evaluate the work. Clearly, I don't know how, and I had a graphic designer on my team for years and years, but we both knew that he wasn't a, a, a book cover guy and he wasn't a Kindle book cover guy, right? So you think, okay, well, we're gonna find that. So then I just did a screen capture and I showed a couple books I really liked and I said, okay, I wanted to feel like this. I wanted to have a sense of hope. I wanted to be bright and energy. And I just, that's literally, it was like a 30 second video. I said, here's the name, win the hour, win the day. I want it to be inspiring and hopeful. It's going to be easy read. And I sent them a video and then they started sending me samples back. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You're getting closer. Do this, do that. So that's a really good point is so many people think, well, I don't know how to do it. So how could I hire or supervise it? Listen, it's show and tell. I want this. Can you do it? Yep. Okay. I have to agree. And that's where people get again, stuck in their head and they either fight, fight, freeze. Like, and so yeah. one of my things, and like, you can correct me and I'd love to hear your input on this, but I've used Upwork, Freelancer, 99designs and, um, Fiverr. What would you recommend? And if I've already listed it, maybe like check mark your favorites, if that works. Well, those are really good points. And what I would say to you is each one is a different platform with different pluses and minuses as far as utility and efficiency goes. And each one tends to have an area of niche that, you know, like I would, you get more VAs on Upwork. Um, I would go to Fiverr for one-off type things. Like I need a funnel or a particular kind of graphic, like, you know, the book cover. So each platform, it's kind of like shopping, you know, like there's different stores where you're like, okay, I can get pants at Walmart, but I wouldn't wear them to a wedding, that kind of deal. So each one has its strengths and weaknesses as a platform. And then it has its uh, popularity or focus for certain niches. So it would very much depend on what you're looking for. 
I love that. And I even love the analogy of Walmart pants to a wedding. Like that just cracks me up because it's so true. And I know for me, like I've tried all the things that you just mentioned and you're right, like finding and having better designs to like getting to see the reviews to getting to see more of the product work and stuff like that. Like each one does bring its pros and cons. So that's amazing to get to think about it. Now, I feel like people are going to be, you know, overwhelmed with everything that's just happened right now. So you can catch, you know, in the notes, there's going to be some of her freebies where you can go and find the stuff join her mailing list and follow up for her releases and are coming soon. But before we do that, I would actually really love to hear from you. For example, what would you say to somebody who's just starting out today? Like, what would you give them for the best piece of advice to kind of get them going? Oh, well, again, I'm not kidding you. I, I, it's going to sound arrogant and biased, but really I, I, I don't see anything out there. That's like what we're about to do. So I would go to coming soon from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. Um, and I would sign up because our outsourcing thing will save you. Like, I mean, it's years and years and years of experience of me working and helping other people making it as simple and it's easy and instant relief as possible because I have seen stuff out there when I'm doing my research. And I had one guy, I was watching a video and he's doing a time-lapse and he's showing you how he took two hours to narrow down a search to hire somebody. And I thought, well, no wonder people don't want to do this. Right. So you really in order for you to succeed in any way, listen, the backbone to any success story in the history of time, but especially business is you started with a team, two guys in a garage, you start with a team. So the, until you say, I, you know, I'm going to do it myself for a while, then you just have to understand that you are delaying yourself. I mean, think of something as simple as let's say you're a chef and you're going to open up a cute little you know, a little uh, bistro on the corner, a little shack almost. It's going to be cute. Now, would it be better for you to be in the kitchen saying, okay, look, it's going to be shack like, but we're charging like 30 bucks a plate. I'm going to be in the back cooking because I'm the chef. Or when people come in, should I be seating them, getting their order, going back there and doing the cooking? If I do that, aside from the quality and the service, I'm going to be able to serve, I don't know, 10, 20 people. But if I have somebody sitting them and, and getting their orders and handing them off to me, suddenly I can serve 50, 60 people in a night, right? So you know that when it's everybody else's business, but when it's your own, somehow you just get drunk with delusions. I think it's fatigue and you start thinking, no, no, I can dig harder and get up earlier and I can do all these things and I can multitask and, and I've been there and it is just all you're doing is really you're going to be tired, you're going to be discouraged, and you're going to be watching your competitors really launch forward. And you're going to be going, how the heck did they get that out again, right? And especially with all these changes lately in the world, what I said right from the beginning was, you know, people, when everybody's fear-based, I'm, I'm not minimizing some of the stuff people went through, but what I'm telling you is going to shift the marketplace and there's going to be an even stronger need to have an aptitude online from all companies, right? So you want to be able to keep up with that. And in order to do that, you have to get your ideas to execution without that. You're, you know, you're just sitting around dreaming, right? I love that. And yeah, everything you're saying is true. They're actually saying studies are bringing more people to work from home and you can outsource different tasks to save you if that's what you want, like 12 hours to get a Friday back and some sanity. And as you're saying sleep, because it sounds like fatigue has been the forefront for your business model. Oh, for sure. And so many of us live that life. Yeah. I used to think entrepreneur meant like, you know, they say that the Eskimos have like 40 words for snow. I thought, oh, they must have, like, I had 40 words for exhaustion those first couple of years. Like, okay, I feel nauseous. I feel like there's sand in my eyes. I feel a little dizzy. I feel like, you know, it was all these, I was like, this is, this is, there was just varying degrees of exhausted, not sleepy, like exhausted. Right. 
That's so true though, because like I've listened to so many different entrepreneurs. And if you listen to like Gary Vee, he's like, what are you doing from the hours of nine to two? I'm like sleeping, like I'm, I'm now sleeping. But in the beginning I was not, I was living his hustle life. Cause that's the mindset and the belief I took on and I absorbed from society. But if you work smarter, not harder. And yeah, I highly, highly recommend you check out Chris's book. Like all the things that she's talking about, I'm going to tell you right now, I've taken multiple coaching programs, multiple different facets, and they don't touch on a lot of this. This is stuff that I've learned and modeled from other people. And then I ask for them to show me the behind the scenes. And I usually have to pay quite a bit more to learn that. And so when you get these snippets, when you get these time savers, you are getting the biggest asset you get back, which is your time, which then you can create a balanced schedule for whatever you want to do, whether it's watching Disney movies with your kids, going to the park or travel and making your life the fun that Chris was talking about. Like you really want to align your business to create fun so you don't burn out. So I love everything that you've said. What would you like to say to our listeners before we let you go? I just want to touch on a really good point you made because so many people are out there and what they say is, oh yeah, hustle, hustle. And Gary V, like you got to work harder and stay later and get up six o'clock in the morning. Well, I'm here to tell you that in the history of, you know, inventions and moving forward with whatever technology, all these things right from Einstein and the apple and all, Newton and the apple, not Einstein, Newton and the apple, these were all discovered in times of play. And the brain does not uh, work under a creative element when you're racing and rushing. It just, it doesn't allow for that. You're context switching and you're really rushing. So it's not just about having quality life and that the clients I work with say, oh my gosh, I got 25 hours back a week, the first month. It's not all that stuff about the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. It's really about the fact that you also produce a much more creative product easier. You're in the flow. You get these great ideas. Everything just happens beautifully for you because you are rested and you're calm and you're clear and everything comes into bigger and bigger and bigger focus. And it's just like art. And you're like, well, this is exciting. And I will tell you this one last thing. Then when I started working with these people in the beginning who are so used to that adrenaline rush, then even myself, I remember thinking, wow, look how much I got done today. It's only five o'clock. I, this is amazing. What if I stayed a little later? Right. And then you get back on like, like an addict. You're like, Oh, maybe I can stay a little later. So you're just used to that mindset of if you don't confuse sweat with success and I'm sorry, all that stuff out there, it's old school. So if you really want to amplify your business and really be more creative and make more money in less time, this is the way to do it. A hundred percent. Everything she said, I wish I had like my mic to do a drop because (laughs) It needs to be said. And I agree with you. Like I even know for me, burnout was very real. And then the production and quality definitely suffered. And the moment I started to surrender and remove those limiting beliefs on outsourcing the tasks that were really not what I wanted to do anyways, it allowed that freedom. Plus that person really does appreciate the jobs that you're gifting. Like I literally don't know how to take a picture. So we've got that. We've got graphic designers, editors. And as you said, there's even niches in each of those to then email copy to like figuring out the website design to all the fun things. And so if you guys are in that analysis paralysis, hire out, hire out. It's a couple Starbucks coffees sometimes. Sometimes it's more, depends on your investment and the time. But if you look at the time that you could save and the rate of like your return on investment, it is worth it. So I will share all of your goodies. Chris, I cannot say thank you enough. This needs to be shared with the world. So I want to really personally just say thank you for joining us. Oh, you know what? There's nothing more precious someone can give you than their time. So I thank you for your time and trusting me with your fabulous podcast. So thank you. 
I appreciate you. I truly do. And a lot of times people will get stuck on, you know, where we need to go from here. Just listen to those gut instincts and where you're figuring like the biggest holdup in your business or your ideas and start to really look at that. Like that's from everything you've said. I know for me, like my journey and where I kind of got hung up, I even got stuck on where to find the outsourcing, but just yeah. play around, test and see where you like, and then follow up, ask people, poll, you know, like just really check it out for you. Dr. Google is also out there to find things too, but you can go and have fun with all the things. But thank you so much, Chris. I can't wait to keep in touch and read up and follow you along on your journey because a lot of these are nuggets that my OCD brain is like, must absorb. I need more. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very very honest, and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again, and have a great day.